But that's the thing. There's grace. It's mm-hmm. it's not like Ash Wednesday is, oh, you have to do these things. You know, it's not like Lent is not about you have to do these things or you're not a good Christian. It's It's an opportunity, I think, to open oneself up to to what God could be doing to 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 really dedicate time to self-examination to see what are the things that we are really like that we rely on that we're addicted to the sins in our lives yes how yep. can we cultivate the fruit of the spirit in our life welcome to the pondercast where we think deeply about the bible and theology Let's get pondering. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pondercast. Hey, let's try this one. Oh, that's better. Ooh, that that's one's better. way better. That's better. <laughs> let's turn it up. <laughs> Anyways, we do welcome you back to our podcast. We are in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> This uh, evening, as we record, once again, I'm joined by my co-host Perry Walter Siddons. How are we doing Hello. this evening, Perry? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I see you got. A, yeah, yeah. Week's been good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I see you got a. Uh, what is that? A, a black mark? A black cross on your forehead? Did you? Uh, Do I still participate? have it? No, no. I don't. I think I see it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't yep. know what we're talking about it's uh ash wednesday today did yes. you go to a service this day i wouldn't call myself a good anglican if i didn't go to one <laughs> speaking of good yes, anglicans, i did speaking of good anglicans do you have any uh, news to report to our listeners about good anglicans or not really <laughs> uh well in well when will this come out on march 4th <laughs> i will be ordained a deacon in the anglican church if i had the applausing button i'd hit it right now i don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do it make it happen the cheering <laughs> yeah it's a big deal well i think it is i don't know enough about the anglican church but i think it's a big deal it sounds like a big deal well i'm excited about it i uh, I could say all sorts of things about it. I'm excited. I, uh, I sometimes think, oh, I don't know if I should. It's probably not, you know, in the olden time, in the medieval times, even before that in the church, it wasn't like you should be seeking this out. You were, you know, think about Ambrose, St. Ambrose, think about St. Augustine. They were dragged to the front of the church to become the bishop and, uh, uh, Augustine wasn't even baptized and they dragged him to the front. And I think he came to, to hear Ambrose. He loved listening to Ambrose and Augustine for Bishop, something like that. I'm getting my anyways. So they don't have to drag me. And I don't know if maybe that's maybe, maybe I should have a little more fear. And I do have a little bit of trepidation about it, but, uh, yeah, that's all right, I guess. Hey. Yep. But this podcast is not about your ordination. But I just thought I'd bring it up. Our listeners want to know what you're up to, so <laughs> you will be too one day, Drew. Or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Not in this life. 
I'm prophesying it. Okay, Perry, you keep prophesying away. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Well, as you said, Ash Wednesday today as we're recording. So before we get into it, can did you actually do it at Daniel Church? Did they actually take ashes and do the cross on your forehead, or is that a Catholic thing? I don't know if it was strictly Catholic or not. I wasn't too sure if it was like all mainline or or if it was Catholics, Anglicans, Lutherans. Yeah, Mathis. you guys all do it. Okay, no, I was just wondering. I, I didn't know. I'm not sure. I've I read on uh, I saw on Twitter the last few weeks that it seems like that is a more modern invention. The the cross, the uh, the, ash. the cross with the ashes. So who knows? They went Lion uh, King I, on your forehead. Hey, some t- <laughs> <laughs> I guess sometimes. There's some churches who sprinkle the ashes on the head instead of on the forehead. Hmm. And I heard they, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is what I was reading. We're getting, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but is it wooden crosses they burn or just pieces of wood? Um, I heard that they're wooden cross. Well, I, I don't, I don't know, know what, what all churches do, but I know that typically in the churches I've been a part of, they burn the palm branches from the year before the palm branches that we use for Palm oh. Sunday, they burn them uh-huh. for cool. the ashes. And I don't know if there's any significance with that or if it's just more pragmatic. <laughs> there's some, wood. We kept it. Yeah. Let's burn it. Yeah. Well, no, there's some, there's some important things about that. You would think some symbolism. I guess as far I could, as what went. I could look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry. Well, we're kind of we're gonna uh, talk about it a little but, bit anyway. I mean, the significance really, what it comes down to, is uh, the it's kind of a representation of re- uh, repentance of donning the sackcloth and ashes, kind of an Old Testament uh, image. We right. think of the of Jonah going to Nineveh and. They put on, I know that they put on sackcloth. I mean, that's a common image in the Old Testament of repentance, yep. of ripping their garments, putting on sackcloth, putting on ashes. I think Job. Yeah, yeah uh, but, it's, a, it's a coming before God in a, a state of, not despair, it seems a little harsh. Contrition. Despair. Ooh, that's a good word. Yep, that's a $10. Sorrow. Sorrow over, uh, well, it's not always, in the Old Testament, it wasn't always about uh, contrition. I think there was just general sorrow. I think there was some kings who, when they they heard about impending doom, they ripped their clothes, but it's not like they were uh, repenting. I think they were just, it was a sign of lament, of sorrow, not necessarily turned to God. So if we can bring this to our topic this week, because it does tie in to our topic, yes. which is Lent, because Lent, Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, which plays nice, which is why I think the Ash, that's why we want to start with the Ashes, because it's it's the repentance portion prior to the 40 days of, yeah. of Lent, I guess we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Officially, which do you want, do you want? For our listeners, for those who maybe don't know who Lent, what Lent is, is there a working definition we have? I mean, I have 
kind of working definition, the 40 <laughs> days be- leading up to Easter, um, which Christians typically observe, you know, in quotation marks, spiritual disciplines, which include fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, modern time has been more giving up something to, yeah. to pursue these disciplines rather than whatever it is. You know, people do whatever they want. I always do smoking. Just kidding. <laughs> I have, for me. I have, I told somebody yesterday, somebody was saying at our Shrove Tuesday uh, pancake supper, which that's a whole different thing related to Lent, but they were saying, I don't know what to give up. And I said, well, read a spiritual book. Uh, yeah. Doesn't have to be, you don't have to give up something necessarily. It's about, making space for God. It's about creating good habits that will but, continue on yeah. after, after Lent even. The reality is starting a book and making time to read is giving up time to do something else. Yeah, essentially. exactly. Like if you don't look at it like that, that's fine. But you know, give up watching yep. TV and read a book. Like yep. you're not, you don't have to legalistically give up something, watch TV, just read a book, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the nuts and bolts of, of Lent it changes historically. It was more than just giving up something and, and growing closer to God historically, if we can go historical, is that okay? If we go historical? Oh, absolutely. So I was kind of looking at the historical cause it came out of like, well, it kind of started in the Catholic church kind of brought it more mainline, I guess you could say, but uh, <laughs> like for the Catholics, like I, I was reading somewhere and said, like, it's kind of like if you're over 14, there's kind of these things. And if you're 18 to 57 or 59, you should do these things. And you should participate. Oh. And then it's like, mm. if you're children, you don't have to. But then if you're pregnant and you don't have to, it's like, there's like certain stipulations on certain things, which I thought mm. was kind of interesting. But uh, mm. I was reading. And then, so then the expectation is, there's actually one article I was reading and it was from a Catholic journal. It said the rules of fasting, what are the rules or what are the rules of Lent? Hmm. And it's kind of like, these are the things you're supposed to, to do. You can eat fish. You can, you can't eat meat, you know, all these kind of things, which brings us to that one, that one thing you posted on Lent. Happy Ash Wednesday. Both the, what was it? The Florida guy is, is alligator considered. Yeah, he, Wrote into his in New in New Orleans, I think he wrote yeah. into his bishop asking if he could eat alligator during Lent. I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty funny. And the bishop said, "Absolutely, it's a it's a sea creature. It's a wonderful yeah. gift of God." Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> I'm glad you saw that. <laughs> oh, I saw I saw it right before we read. I was like, "That's great." <laughs> that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so typically, historically, Lent involved lots of, not lots of, but fasting was kind of the, the keynote, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, of what we're giving up. I think fasting was kind of the, the priority. Also, what I was, look, I was looking up, and actually, there's a couple articles that said in the, uh, oh, what was it? It was like in the 14th, 15th century, and even before that, like the late Middle Ages, somewhere in there. They were saying that actually, like sexual, like sex was prohibited mm. during Lent as well, 
which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. That was kind of one of the things that it was like, you know, you will abstain from sex and you will fast on specific days and, and, and that'll be, those are the two like priority things, which I thought was kind of interesting that those two things were things that you're supposed to not do in order to yeah. devote yourself to spiritual yeah. disciplines, practices, and to grow closer to God. But those are the two well, things that kind of that, that were was, highlighted uh, historically. But some of those for, things were still expected up until even sixties, at least, <laughs> like nineteen sixties. Like, yeah, like in our uh, nineteen sixty-two Canadian Book of Common Prayer. I think it does say something about there are certain days to abstain from sex and from uh, food. So uh, that's like hmm. 60 years ago. So well, definitely, definitely we're in a different time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was interesting because I read one article and it said, we don't know for sure if this was actually legitimate or not. Like if this abstaining from sex was legit, but it mm-hmm. says, if you go by birth records, nine months after Easter Sunday, the birth rates went way up. And before, and then before they were like way down, or the birth records before went were down. It's like, huh? It's kind of a funny way to look at it, hey? Hmm. Yeah, nine oh. months after Lent, they went way down, but nine months after <laughs> Easter, they went up. It's, it's kind of a funny way to look at it. But anyways, I can digress. But th- that's that's kind of the historical thing of Lent that that it kind of came out of. Today, it's. I don't know. Do you think it's really different today, depending on how you observe it? Mm. Like it's, it's more, I feel like we treat it a lot more lenient than mm-hmm. um, maybe a spiritual practice or discipline. Like, do, like for instance, do you think it should be not ma- mandated? seems a little aggressive, but do you think every Christian should participate in Lent formally? Not, not as an informal, well, I'll try to read like, mm as a formality, what's your kind of thought take on that? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here. Kind of. I, you don't have to... Yes. I think every Christian should. And I say that for myself. <laughs> it's not like I, I'm just like, yeah, I could give up stuff. You know, I wish I could, I really want to give up social media. That's one thing really want to watch less tv um so i guess i'm kind of copping out by saying yeah i know that it's too hard so i kind of reflecting on this now i guess i didn't really make a conscious decision i just what i wanted to do i had this idea yeah exactly yeah well i'll try and watch less anyways what i wanted what i want to do maybe i'll still try to do is to do say do some writing. Uh, I wanted to work through the book of James and write, say, 200, 300 words a day. And, uh, a day. But, of, but of course, I thought, well, I'm already overwhelmed by that. But my reason in that was to think, well, if I'm going to force myself to do something like that, that means something else is going to have to be given up. And I would, it would, it would be, I would hope that it would be kind of devotional, uh, reading through the text, thinking about the text, contemplating the text, doing some writing on it, and putting it out, you know, like kind of have a, a an outlet so that I'll do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could 
I could probably still do that. We're, <laughs> as of recording, it's the first day of Lent. It's not like I have to give up. But that's the thing. There's grace. It's mm-hmm. it's not like Ash Wednesday is, oh, you have to do these things. You know, it's not like Lent is not about you have to do these things or you're not a good Christian. It's It's an opportunity, I think, to open oneself up to to what God could be doing to 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 really dedicate time to self-examination to see what are the things that we are really like that we rely on that we're addicted to the sins in our lives yes how can we cultivate the fruit of the spirit in our life Mm -hmm. and how can we take time then like we i think we should be cultivating that all year round, but Lent is a good time to start that. And hopefully, right. really the point is, how can we start a good habit now that can spill into the rest of the year? How can we continue, you know, ha- having a bit of a rule of life, if you will, That that's kind of a, a monastic thing where you have a, um, you know, a rule of life is to say, I'm going to, this is, this is what my prayer life is going to be. This is, I'm going to study the scriptures. I'm going to, you know, uh, read spiritual things. I'm going to, one of the things with Lent is giving to the poor. I don't, you know, why don't we do that more often? Why don't I do that more often? Um, you know, caring for, caring for those on the margins. So, I mean, it's also about really trying to get, you know, it's all about focusing on God and in that focusing on <laughs> our neighbor. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. merely a inwardly focused thing. So, um, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to speak into that very much because I, I haven't thought about it very much. Really, right. the thing that's really emphasized is spiritual disciplines and the theologian Fleming Rutledge who wrote an excellent book called the crucifixion I definitely recommend that and uh, hopefully I'm hoping to read some more of her works in Lent but she like I think if everybody should just go follow her on Twitter if that's the one person you follow on Twitter it's just like she just I love the stuff she put she can she's old an older lady but she's a little she can be a little cranky but she writes um she says something she was just writing the last little while about spiritual disciplines and she says is this really in keeping with the with the gospel because she, she says you know in regards to Galatians say um well she doesn't really she's not very specific about that but um, the subject of fasting and spiritual practices in general has become a thing. Ash Wednesday sermons nowadays tend to center on the urging of practices, but that is not the gospel. If you want the essence of Ash Wednesday, just read Psalm 51 with all your heart as God grants it. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's about that, the gospel. I mean, that's yeah. really what it's all. It's about repentance. That's, that's, that's the, that's the yeah. key word here. Repentance, which is what Ash Wednesday's. Supposed Lent. to help you. Lent. No, no, but that's yeah, what Ash yeah. Wednesday brings about beginning to to really focus on it. And then throughout Lent is repentance and and spiritual growth. But I think spiritual growth is still a part of it. Not necessarily just repentance. But well, what, is. what does repentance but, imply? Right. Know? And I guess that, that still is spiritual growth technically. 
because I just shoved banana bread in my mouth and started. Yeah, talking. no, I don't know why you did that. Whenever I eat food, I eat it very discreetly. <laughs> I go and you're, when you're, I eat it when you're on a monologue for five minutes. Then I <laughs> eat a whole cookie and then I'm done eating and I have a drink. See, the thing is, you talk too much, and then you just shove food, and then you keep talking. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I, I don't... Repeat to me, I am dust, and to dust I shall return. <laughs> I, no, I, back to what... I can't remember the name, but what she was saying, I, I mean, I get where she's coming from. It's not a legalistic, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a workspace thing. You know, and that's why when you said every Christian should be partake in it, yeah, we should. But if your life is wild right now, and and you're like, I'm just struggling to get by day by day. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have to give up. I mean, like, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe that's a better spiritual. Maybe that is what you actually do need to do in that time. I don't know, but I think it's uh, discerning and really figuring it out. Hmm. What would best build your relationship with God. Maybe you do need to give up something in the hecticness. Maybe you just need to, you know, cry out to God. I, I don't know. Maybe there's an element of, I don't believe in the love of God anymore. Or, yeah. you know, there's, there's all sorts yeah. of things to reflect on. Repentance isn't just, you know, re repentance is turning away from our idols. And there's a lot of idols. <laughs> The human heart is a is an idol factory, I think John mm. Kelvin said. Yeah, the, yeah. So, you know, like so, when yeah. Jesus says, or is it, is it John the Baptist? One of them says to the Pharisees in Matthew, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Well, bearing fruit, so there's an expectation that there's something that happens after repentance, the bearing of fruit. The, mm -hmm. And that confirms repentance. So there's something that goes with it. There's, um, and so how do we go on the journey of repentance? What does that look like? And I think that, I guess, spiritual disciplines are a tool to help to show that we are not, uh, that we are not God, that we need God. That we need to rely on him to create space for him. Even just being quiet for five minutes. Meditating, thinking, praying. Um, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I would agree. And then, and and really the, the whole point, what's the whole point of the Christian life? I think the whole point of the Christian life is to be transformed into the, into the likeness of Christ. And how does that take place? Well, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we open ourselves up to his. We surrender. Yeah. I think, but, I think I mean, that's yeah. repentance. We surrender. Yeah, but like we talked about last week, habits do help build the character of Christ. Like, mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, devotion to prayer, like these spiritual disciplines and quotation marks, they do in some aspects encourage that growth in forming to be like Christ. I mean, there's a part of that that is essential. No, not essential. That is beneficial, but not necessarily essential. I guess how I'd say it. Is that fair? Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. So what about, what, okay, I don't, can we switch tracks here a little bit on this idea of Lent? Can I just, 
clarify something when I said that Christians yep. should partake. I don't mean that in a we should be obligated. I meant as a because it is beneficial. Then gotcha. It's something good. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. I'm Here's not. A question for I'm you. not saying yes. You need to do it. I'm saying okay. you should do it. It's a good thing to do, but there's grace. <laughs> hmm. It's not Here's a question. It's not an. It's not a an obligation for the Christian life to right. observe Lent. It's just a helpful thing that the church has said. Here's 40 days. We're walking in the desert with Jesus. We're looking toward resurrection. Mm -hmm. We're always looking toward resurrection. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that, that's great. I don't know why I got thinking of this, but I just got thinking of it's always, and it's always great at the Ukrainian Orthodox church down the hill. They have pierogi and sausage nights, but during the Lent, Ooh. they have pierogi and fish nights. Ooh. Ooh. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's actually really good. Ooh, Deceptively good. so. It's really good, yeah. Hmm. I was caught off. I was like, why is it fish? And I was like, oh, it's Lent. All you can eat pierogies. <laughs> it's pretty good. They're Ooh. all handmade. Oh. oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Um, Every I had a question. No, it's it's like it used to be. Every, I don't know if they're doing it after COVID. They were doing it before. But I don't know if they do it anymore. <sighs> Stupid COVID. Reckon, reckon everything. Hey? <laughs> Does anything change as far as can, like uh, the sack? Like uh, no, <laughs> no <laughs> nothing changes in the Anglican Church as far as like communion or anything like that during Lent. Everything's the same. Well, is there? There's no because I've, I've also read there's abstinence. Some people abstain from alcohol, which might be just them specifically. Oh no, because it's a tiny sip of communion wine. <laughs> That's what they all say. But I mean, not stuff. every Anglican church observes communion every Sunday anyways. Right. But no, I was just, I was just wondering. I was so, thinking on that track, and then I thought I was thinking on the same train of thought. Oh, Does I anything see. actually change in the church specifically? I, changes I to purple. Church. What? Changes to purple hangings. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's something that changes. That's important. Yeah. To bring out, like, royalty? Like, is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coming. Hmm. I think so. That's kind of interesting. And then uh, the week of Palm Sunday leading up to Easter is red. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then Easter is white. Hmm, that's purity. really cool. That's some cool symbolism. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Speaking mm -hmm. of symbolism, have you ever counted the days of, like, the? is it actually 40 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday? I think, I think it's like 44 or something, right? Because the Sundays don't count. Excluding Sundays, yeah. Yeah, or no. From Ash Wednesday to Good Friday, I think it's 40, right? I think that's how it works. Um, There's an Easter Sunday. Is it Good Friday or Easter Sunday? But Lent is only observed till... Good question. I think it goes till Saturday. We really should have done our... In the evening. ...homework on this one. Oh, I'm showing that I'm not as... I mean, You're it's not something as good of an I, Anglican as I didn't thought. really. I don't really care. It's it's not like the no. day. It's not like the amount of days matter to me, honestly. But well, but no, I'm not you dismissing say, you. Say it. that I'm not dismissing you say it. that. But <laughs> if you go back to our numbers in the Bible podcast, <laughs> the number forty matters, right? <laughs> well, it has to do with yeah, forty days in the desert. <laughs> well. No, well, God flooded the days. God flooded the earth for forty days, forty yeah. nights. Moses fasted forty days. Jesus wandered a desert forty days. Right. So there's a few <laughs> examples, and with each of those examples, it's you know there's there's an aspect of testing or hardship or yeah. Yeah. that one must endure to become spiritually 
growing. So growing, growing, growing is not a word. Spiritual growth to bring about spiritual growth. So we say that 40 doesn't matter, but I mean, it doesn't matter. If you go for 39 days and then you stop, it's not like all your spiritual growth is out the window. That'd be kind of ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. There's some, there's an interesting motif, I guess, or, or idea yeah. behind the 40. Yeah. Yeah. That's Re- good. Bring it right good back insight. to the Bible. So yes. I, that's what I was wondering. So, I mean, like you said, it's not, it doesn't really matter the days, but it's kind of interesting to notice, hmm. Hey, you know, there, there's a, there's a theme here. There's a reason that's 40 days. It's not just a random Wednesday to a random Friday kind of thing. No, it's yeah. interesting. but then Saturdays, Sundays, you don't have to, like, I, don't, I don't get the Sunday. Well, the Sundays, then that, that's where maybe it comes to the point. It's not as much giving up as as um, giving to God. Because Sunday is already a Sabbath day that is yeah. devoted to God. So it's not as much of giving up what you're doing. It's, it's You're still focusing on God. Yeah. Because if, really, if you're giving something up all week and then on Sunday you just indulge in it, it's like, well, <laughs> maybe we're missing the point of it, right? Well, and Sunday represents resurrection, anyways. Yeah, the the eighth day, meaning uh, new creation, because of the resurrection of Jesus. The eighth day, you good old Earth theologian. No, it's a, it's a <laughs> theological. Uh, We're in the seventh day right now. Is what you just said. That's what I, I think. Heard. It's also a Beatles song. Oh, I better not start singing because no, then you're going to cut singing. me off. Then I will cut you off. Well, I think I'm going to cut you off pretty soon, right away. Anyway, unless there's something else you want to you want to add to this conversation. Anything else you want to you know thoughts about that? Well, Go ahead. I guess if you want to hear my, more of my thoughts, if you want to keep hearing me talk, uh, you can listen to my Ash Wednesday sermon from a year ago, oh, cool. and uh, I kind of talk about how we become almost like monks uh, during Lent. That's that's what I. That's kind of how I was thinking about it a year ago. That, That's uh, kind of cool. It's like we're, it's like we have this time to cultivate the monastic lifestyle, but then it's really about it's it's not it's not like we're doing it because we should. It's you know yeah we're so holy and pious. It's I think really it's about cultivating the mindset that our lives belong to God. And mm-hmm. We should always be giving up ourselves to God, and this yeah. is a time to remember that and to really cultivate that and and really. Re kind of a reset, I think. Hmm. That's a very good way to put it. It was well, funny seeing on like, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is now quite a hardcore Catholic actor. I don't know really? if you've heard of him. So he was on I don't one know who of Mark these. Mark Wahlberg is. Come well, on, I don't know. Give a guy some credit here. He was on one of those. Uh, I saw this picture. He was on one of those uh, uh, morning talk shows, and it said in the. In the caption, it was like on the, on the show. It was like Mark Wahlberg's forty day challenge. Like, oh my goodness, you people! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's a Catholic. It's now? actually it's actually Jesus's forty day challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, jeez, that's huh, that's interesting. Kelly yeah, didn't know. I didn't think I knew who Mark Wahlberg was. That's also, more like I really know him. What? But uh, anyways, he's huh. become quite a hardcore Catholic apparently. And, and in this interview, he had the uh, cross. Really? Cross. <laughs> wow. Which is also could be controversial because 
people say, well, you should probably wash it off right away <clears throat> so that you don't show that you're fasting, like the yes, you're not warning. In, yeah, in yeah, that's feast. what I thought. I, you wouldn't really want to keep that on. It seems kind of a little but arrogant. Kind of a good evangelism thing, too. Hmm, I like, guess. We're, we're, we're weird. We Christians, we do weird things, but... Um, yeah, whenever someone says, oh, they do weird things, like, we do weird things in the Christian faith, too. We just don't think they're weird. Yeah, they're actually normal, according to God's way of doing things. Hmm, there you go. Anyways. Let's end it there. I have nothing yep. else to say. I'm tired. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again. Hope that uh, you learned something about Lent. Go and mm-hmm. figure out something to do if you want. <laughs> if, if you or if you don't want, don't. Yeah, we we would highly recommend you do it. Yeah, read yeah. a book. Do anything? Do anything coming up on the the podcast in the next couple weeks to advertise? Or not really. Well, let me if it's look all at just the a calendar. mystery. If it's all just a mystery, we can just leave it at that. I just thought. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I had written in the calendar possibly returning to James. K.A. Smith book. Mm. Mm. Looking since, more at habits. Since uh, that was, as I was talking to Drew before, it was really, I've been thinking a lot about it since we recorded the episode. And I think it'd be really good to return to some of those ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got a couple other irons in the fire, but we'll keep those under wraps for now. Just keep you, keep you all listening. <laughs> Anyways, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. Yes, happy Lent. Happy Lent to each and all. Remember, you can't eat alligator. It is allowed. <laughs> until next week. Or was it crocodile? <laughs> oh, crocodile, yeah. I don't know. Until, until next week. Keep pondering and observing Lent. <laughs>